Now, some of you may have seen on Twitter, Arcadia Chris wonders if the U.S. has already defaulted. Well, hello there, my friends. Chris Mark is here with you for Arcadia Economics. It feels really good to be back here uh, sharing a quick update with you tonight. Been quite an interesting week. I was in a hurricane in Mexico last week. Kind of interesting, my second natural disaster this year, including the ice storm in Austin. But doing all right, doing well. Never been more excited about life, especially the things that are happening in the world. I'll see if I can phrase this the right way. I'm almost positive I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Today, we'll look at one of the reasons why before I go pick up Silver Dog and ask him for all the real info. But before we get started, quick thank you to Andrew Pollard of BlackRock Silver. To be clear, quite different from BlackRock, the company that owns iShares, the fraudulent silver trust. Um, in fact, I was giggling this morning about the BlackRock Silver, BlackRock fraud spread, where I would like to buy back BlackRock Silver. I could sell US dollar BlackRock, SLV. That would be a great trade. Of course, not legal financial advice, but just the kind of thing that, you know, a silly former options trader for Susquehanna, who's been overdosing on silver for the last decade, might think about. But anyway, uh, BlackRock pleased to announce new high-grade silver and gold drill intercepts from its core and RC drilling program on the 100% controlled Tonopah West project located in Walker Lane of Western Nevada. You've heard Dave Pranzler talk about it. You've heard Andrew Pollard talk about it. I don't know, I'll leave it at there, but thank you, BlackRock, for bringing us this news, which is about the debt ceiling. Now, some of you may have seen on Twitter, Arcadia Chris wonders if the U.S. has already defaulted. Now, my friend Ashley, who runs a great silver channel, uh, she was wondering how come more people have not been focusing on this issue, which hasn't really been resolved. And I told Ashley it's probably because most of the world is not yet aware of her channel. They've been watching silly things like CNBC and Bloomberg that don't focus on the important issues. So I'll recap it real quick for you here. Here on August 9th, Janet Yellen says, as I said in my letter to Congress on July 23rd, it's my Janet Yellen voice, increasing or suspending the debt limit does not increase government spending, nor does it authorize spending for future budget proposals. It simply allows Treasury to pay for previously enacted expenditures. That means they already spent the money. So this isn't one of those things like we're up to the limit and if we wanna do more, we gotta raise it. They already spent past the limit. So they're already in default. Now, how could the U.S. government be in default on the debt ceiling? Wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't that be known or have some sort of effect? But that is where Janet Yellen commits accounting fraud. They usually call them extraordinary measures. And uh, she didn't mention that in this particular press release, but um, you will see that. You'll hear plenty about it. We're still early. Don't worry if you're just here for the first time. September's just kicking off. And the word around the street, now it could be Wall Street, could be another street. So take this as you will. I can't say for sure. I mean, we'll find out if it happens, but word around the street is that the deep state's just about out of cash. So they really need to raise this thing or it's kind of like their cell phone battery is about to be out. They don't have a backup. 
makes it interesting when you hear things like this that my great friends Chris Powell and Bill Murphy of Gata shared. The supply of the safest U.S. government bonds. Okay, so Chris, Chris's article was true. He's quoting the Financial Times. So when they say the supply of the safest U.S. government bonds has been cut this month, well, there was much competition because none of these Ponzi scheme bonds are safe. But anyway, we'll take it on the surface has been cut this month after federal spending limits were reinstated, driving prices higher and reigniting problems for the money market fund industry. That reminds me a little bit of what I lived through in 2008. The whole thing was collapsing while I was still on the American Stock Exchange. Yeah, we didn't move to New York Stock Exchange until 2009. But you remember breaking the buck, uh, I believe it was Paul Kanjorski a couple of days after Lehman said the, hour, the financial system was a couple of hours away from ending. So you want to keep an eye on that. Doesn't sound good. Which has already been bailed out by the Federal Reserve once this year. <laughs> well, that doesn't sound good. Especially when you consider here's Joe Manchin. I'm not familiar with Joe, but he appears to be on the Democrats team. Called for Democrats to pause their consideration of a three and a half trillion dollar spending bill, though he did not rule out voting for a smaller package. So Democrat wants to cut spending is, <laughs> did the aliens land yet? Senator Manchin just made clear Democrats have work to do to win his vote for their sprawling economic plan. Democrats aim to approve, aim to approve the measure which would invest in climate policy and social programs. Well, clearly when you're 28 trillion in debt already past the limit, we need more of those. Um, but he says, I, for one, won't support a three and a half trillion dollar bill or anywhere near that level of additional spending without greater clarity about why Congress chooses to ignore the serious effects of inflation and debt have on existing government programs. What did this guy switch to the Tea Party or something? Which is interesting in its own right, because I know everyone says, even a lot of my friends that I bring on the show, oh, they're going to raise the debt ceiling, nothing ever happens, but... Silver Chris remembers back in August of 2011 when something did happen. Now they did raise the debt ceiling eventually, but not after the US was downgraded by S&P. Gold went from 1620 to over $1,900 between August and September. And then ironically enough, it was Labor Day weekend where I was sitting in a San Diego hotel room having just come back from the Netherlands. I get that email that the Swiss are pegging their franc to the euro, which according in Wall Street parlance was seemingly removing the last safe haven off the board. I'm sitting there thinking with my big gold and silver option bet on at the time, oh my goodness, gold's gonna crack 2000. Yeah, it drops about 50 or 60 bucks in the middle of the night, which was confusing to me back then. Now you would know how I would explain it. In fact, the reason you're watching this video now or have any idea who I am, is likely because of that moment, because that's what led me to believe that something didn't seem right in the silver market. And hence, 10 years later, here we are. So I would just say that sometimes something does happen with the debt ceiling. And if you're not you, but if the governments are indeed running a Ponzi scheme, it's going to happen sometimes. So I understand when you've been waiting 40 or 100 years for something, you know, you're tired of hearing what one day. Until that one day arrives, we'll see when that is. But in terms of other unusual things that probably no one would have ever expected was that that same Joe Manchin would even write an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal 
I didn't know they understood how to spell inflation. But there it is, September 2nd, same Joe Manchin. Why I won't support spending another three and a half trillion. Now, if this is what the people on the Democratic softball team believe, would it be fair to assume that the Republicans aren't in a rush to support this? Seems like there were already some issues in getting it passed. And then here's what I don't get, though, because Janet Yellen, back here, she says, I mean, this could be a catastrophe, irreparable harm to the U.S. economy and livelihoods of all Americans, blah, 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 blah. And why'd they uh, go on vacation without doing anything about it? I mean, obviously, Majority Leader Chuck Schumer left out any mention of the debt limit, meaning the U.S. will be near default when the Senate's recess ends in September. Now, here's what I don't get. Maybe I've been reading too many silver books, watching too many silver videos. Guilty as charged. But if this is the greatest catastrophe in history, and if my understanding that the U.S. fiscal calendar resets on October 1st, and now they're on vacation. That means they went on vacation while the shot clock is ticking down. So maybe this is the equivalent of they're on vacation. They forgot to call timeout. And when they get the ball back, there's going to be half a second left on the shot clock. They got to go to the full court. And Joe Biden's the one who they're counting to slam dunk at home. Janet Yellen is going to have to alley-oop it to Joe Biden against the Michael Jordan-led Chicago Bulls. And if that happens, if Joe slams it over Bill Cartwright and Scottie Pippen, and Michael Jordan just takes the day off and sits on the bench and lets it all happen, then there should be no problem raising the debt ceiling. I mean, I, you know. <laughs> Again, I might add, this is at the same time that even in Nancy Pelosi's stomping ground of California, I hear rumors that they're thinking about recounting election votes, which is also somewhat unprecedented. A lot of those unprecedented things going around these days. So I don't know. I mean, Maybe the reason that this issue has been so quiet is because rather than addressing what Janet Yellen calls a, a serious catastrophe, that Chuck Schumer had to take a trip out to the Hamptons or wherever they go. Lawmakers in both parties dislike voting to raise or suspend the debt ceiling. Dislike voting to raise or suspend the debt ceiling. That's because campaign ads often spin a vote to prevent a U.S. default as evidence that the incumbent condones flagrant spending. Now, I don't know where they could have gotten that idea from. But Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen sought to quell those fears on Monday when, again, she urged lawmakers to set aside their differences to avoid economic calamity. Although, here's the problem. That was Monday, August 9th. It doesn't seem like this guy, Joe, is listening. Now, if Joe were Ron Paul's buddy or in the Tea Party, I'd be, you know, less concerned for Janet's well-being. But given that Joe actually is on the team that supposedly wants to keep spending the money, and he's even got a problem with it. I wonder how that will resolve. Here you see, same day, August 9th, Senate Democrats tee up debt ceiling standoff as McConnell vows opposition. So once again, I know you thought I was making it up, but there's Mitch McConnell. I mean, he's the actual guy. I'm just the YouTube dude. I get it. You get it? Cool. 
But Senate Democrats do not include an increase in the federal debt ceiling, their newly unveiled three and a half trillion budget resolution, which can pass without Republican support. Although Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell reiterated Monday that GOP senators would not support an increase, citing reckless spending by Democrats. So that doesn't sound like it's going too well. And this one is a little unrelated. The quick, I had to do one tangent of the video, but I just thought you would want to see that uh, there was a letter written to these business leaders to prepare the transition away from US dollar, USD LIBOR, whatever that is. Sounds like one of those banking things that I heard about during my time on Wall Street. Most people don't understand, but when they got caught in a scandal and basically every fixed rate interest product is based off of the fraudulent LIBOR rate. I wonder what it would mean if we, and we'll get to who the we is, agreed that a smooth transition would be best supported if financial institutions offer alternatives to USD LIBOR that meet borrower needs. And if it's done in a timely fashion, because the, the transition's at a critical juncture. And we were thus concerned to hear your members report non-financial corporations are in most cases not yet being offered such alternatives. This doesn't sound good. Now, if this was me and Franzler and Sheckman making it up, I would say, you know, go ahead and ignore it. But what if Janet Yellen, Jerome Powell, or Gary Gensler, John Williams, and who else could we add to this all-star team? Rostin Benham, he's alive. Thank God, I was worried about you, Rosti. So if they sent this on August 23rd, well, I don't see it here, but remember reading somewhere. Just take a guess. Maybe it, maybe it transitions. If you Google LIBOR transition, you'd find an October 1st date. Same day, the U.S. fiscal calendar starts, which... Again, who can ever get a straight answer out of Congress? But I would imagine they got they might run out of money. That debt ceiling could be a problem before they get there. I can't say for sure. I mean, I, it's not like I built a time machine, maybe. But that, in the end, is why Arcadia Chris wonders if the U.S. has already defaulted. Because Treasury Secretary Yellen said in early August that her department began taking extra steps to avoid default while also urging Congress to act as soon as possible on the debt limit. And they just went on vacation. Oh, by the way, this article, why a debt ceiling stalemate could push reverse repo demand to $1.4 I'm sure is not in any way relevant to anybody in Washington or Congress. But in the end, I want to be upfront and transparent as Rosti, the Bosti of the CFTC would advocate. I do get paid by BlackRock Silver for sharing their news. They picked me for some reason. They thought maybe the people who put up with me, watch my show, might care. That's up to you to decide. I'm, I would not use the should word on you. But that's also why I like BlackRock, would rather have shares of that than shares of the US Treasury. And again, that's just my own opinion. You're gonna have to decide for yourself, especially at this crucial time around the 10 year anniversary of when Chris Marcus really started realizing solar manipulation was occurring. And if even a fraction of the things I have heard regarding this Labor Day weekend end up being true, I wonder if it's possible we could see more days where the silver price reacts like it does today.